going to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Bob Ryan, and there's no LeBron James left in the NBA playoffs, Robert. And uh, I don't know how you feel about it. You don't seem to be too upset. You're, you're okay without the king. Life can go on. okay without the king. I mean, there's, there's enough great players that I want to watch or I'm happy to watch, enjoy watching. Uh, and I'm trying to be realistic. He's 36. Uh, he's he's uh, he's going to be always, whatever happens, it will be taking longer to recover from whatever injury that we're talking about at any point in time, as time goes on, you know? So, no, I mean, he's a great player and all that, but we've got some wonderful players and, 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 uh, that that's, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Plus, I, I, place I for the Lakers, like am, I to, am I supposed to be rooting for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, obviously I, I think there LeBron is that player that either love or you hate him. I think way more people love him than hate him. Oh, I don't. I like him. I'm a, yeah. I'm a member. I'm, I'm a sign up member of the fan club. But I, 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 the world isn't coming to an my end. My world isn't. My right. basketball world is not coming to a premature end because he's not playing. There's plenty no, I mean, more left to keep me interested. Listen, you still have that team that people love to hate more than anybody right now, which is the now, Brooklyn I, Nets. I'm going to miss them if they ever leave. But I don't think they want to. Yeah. I, 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 I can fast forward to next October hoisting a flag in the Barclays Center right now more than anything else. You'll be there to root cheer Kyrie on, won't you? Well, it's it, Mr. Joe Sai is an alumnus of my my school. I suppose I, I should be pledging some kind of allegiance, especially since he's a rather good donor. <laughs> I don't see that happening. I do not see that happening. Now, what I did not see happening also was the Brooklyn Nets uh, taking a commanding 2 nothing uh-huh. lead without James Harden, with his hammy acting up again. And these games weren't even close. Like- there's two nothing leads, and there's two nothing humiliations. Right. And that second game was uh, – uh, it, it was shocking. They led by over 40. And, and I mean, it, it – no, it, this is not good for the, the Bucks if, if they go out in flames right. – uh, don't tell me there won't be some kind of second, you know, the recriminations. And, and, and No, the coach will be gone. Bud will be – listen, the bottom line is if they lose here and they get swept, the, the public scrutiny will be enough that I, I don't think you can keep Bud. I, I think everybody knows, like, the postseason is all that matters now for Milwaukee. You can do whatever the hell you want in the regular season. But you have to get to me with Giannis to the NBA Finals. And, you know, I, I heard some people saying – it might have been Perk. It might have been somebody else saying, like, Giannis can't be the number one guy. Can't be the number one guy. And, and there's something to be said for that because in this new age NBA, you have to be able to shoot the basketball. Yeah. And they play differently, obviously, on Giannis. And, and, frankly, you can give him his numbers as well. I think it's, it's Drew Holiday has to be better. Yes, Giannis has to make some shots, and his perimeter shot hasn't gotten much better. Are you buying into that, that Giannis can't be the number one guy? For well, if, if basketball were only fast-breaking, if it were only transition, uh, he's the greatest player of all time. I'm, I mean, he's the greatest finisher 
of ever at seven feet with the dexterity and the length and, and the athleticism and the explosion oh, yeah. that he's the most frightening force coming down on the on a fast break that's ever been seen. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? The playoffs, that's not the case. Even now, that's always been the case right now. Some numbers on him. He's three for 13 outside the paint in two games. And he, he is only, and in the last game, meanwhile, he only took 15 shots the last game, right? Which he's, you know, and so they're they're finding a way to do what people talk about and dream about, which is negating, uh, uh, neutralizing them. Yeah. So far, they have literally neutralized them. Now, so maybe, and, and Middleton is a nice player. He's a good all-star level player, but he's not a top-of-the-line player. And he is struggling badly. He's three for 13 on threes and has only taken two free throws himself. That's so, the problem. That's so the it's problem. not just, yeah. I, we, we can't blame it all. He, Giannis is what Giannis is, but one of those things is, you know, we know the nature of his is his lopsidedly flawed game he's so good at what he does well he's so eh, meh you know with, with the with the outside shot and even free throws he hasn't gotten better he just no. hasn't gotten better from shooting the three he's tried like give him credit unlike ben simmons i think he's tried to get better it just hasn't been there and until it's there honestly what, what do you do you, you you sag off him and dare him and you know, make him shoot threes if he wants to. But but I'm I'm more impressed with Brooklyn than I am depressed okay. about Milwaukee. I I they don't I mean right uh, based on these two games, it's it'd be nice to have James Harden. <laughs> but are they, are they better without him in some no, way? Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna go there. Okay. You no, know, that, that's ridiculous. But Kyrie, here's my here's my take on it. Here's my only take. Okay. He's with James Harden. Kyrie is clearly the third option and kind of stands in the corner a lot. Now he's way more engaged. And and we know like Kyrie's good enough to be a really good number two guy. And as a number three, I almost feel like. Okay. Man, like, that's a good, not that was, that speaks to the psychology of it more than the te- technology of it. You know, it's technicality of it. Okay. Which is good. You know, um, um, P.D. Kirill, the name, name of the book is called The Strong Take from the Weak Take from the Strong, you know, but and and talked about the mental aspect of the game. Okay, here's my take on I'm with you on Kyrie, and, and I mean just we you know reshuffle the verbal deck a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going whoopy, James isn't playing. I'm not going to say he's not saying that. Yeah. But what I am saying is for the reason that you just cited, uh, and others, he's saying, Hey, it's okay, I got it. Right. We got it. KD and me, we got it. We're cool. We can. And the thing of this greatness about KD is he can play with anybody. Yep. His name is his type of hit in the nature. There's, there's no yeah, but with his game, he can, the nature of his game is that he can play with anybody. He can play inside, outside, mid range, whatever you want to transition, no transition. Oh my God. You know, he's going to do what he does and he can, and he can adapt to anything because his game has got no weakness and, 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 and he can do everything. Yeah, and I, I just is, again, Harden is so ball dominant. And when you have three ball dominant guys out there, right? I mean, they're elite level ball dominance, right? With KD, Harden, and, and Kyrie. But when you have three ball dominant, one's going to be standing around. You know, they're not ball moving. Yeah, right. No, it's it, that's true. And but but I don't even I don't view. Maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it's just a matter of semantics, which it probably is. KD is ball dominant. I can I, I think that he he can come off. You know, he can run around and get, come off picks. He doesn't – once he gets the ball, he's not handling it for 10 seconds as right, a rule. Right. You know, Kyrie is awful. You know, and, of course, Harden used to handle it for 20 out of 24 in the old days. Not anymore, but, you know. No, it's 
it, but it, all this speaks to the beauty of the game and the nature of the game and the fact that the game is always bigger than any one individual. And it, and, and it comes down to one thing always. There were five guys and one pelota, <laughs> one. And, and they have to figure out how to, how to adjust to that reality. So I, I tweeted the other day in my lifetime, Bob, the best scorers I've ever seen, one Michael Jordan, two Kevin Durant. And I got some brushback, you know, the Kobe fans yeah, yeah. Were, were saying, how do you have, how do you not have Kobe in, in, in that mix? I said, for me, Kobe would be three, would be three. I mean, Kobe's Michael Light is yeah. Michael 1A. You can't you know? go ahead of Michael. Michael, but, but I'm, I'm not taking him ahead of Michael ever. Can you make a case? Can you make a case? Kevin Durant is the best pure scorer that we've ever seen, Bob. Um, yeah. When you, you just tend to, just not dismissed, but overlooked how big he is and how he is. He's at least six ten, if not seven 11. feet. No, no, he's he's seven feet. All right. Well, then this is absurd. We've never seen anything. You know, I mean, Dirk was terrific at seven feet, but yeah. but this is something else. And and well, what can uh, KD not do, Bob? That anybody else could do. What can and KD shoots it so much better than Michael. I mean, so in much terms better. of the, in terms of scoring, the answer is nothing. The different, you know, I still would take Larry Bird if I had to win a game because of the passing. Larry can enhance everybody's game in a way that, Frank, only one other forward has ever been able to do, and that's LeBron himself. And uh, if you want to even call LeBron, LeBron's just a player. I, I, I long ago, don't even give him a position. Him. That's right. He, you know, he's a player. Larry was a forward. You know, LeBron, Larry, LeBron almost starts that that positionless basketball, doesn't he? Like, if you yeah. think of a guy who personifies the era of positionless basketball, it's clearly LeBron. You could put him at one through five and he'd Only, be fine. And it doesn't matter. There was a, not a knock, but there was a, he wasn't a great post-up player. Well, he went down, he did what Larry did and what Magic did. He went home and said, okay, I'll fix that. Right. And they right. can make him, they made himself into a post-up player. You know, Larry used to go do that. And then Magic, when he came in, wasn't much of a shooter really, but he no. made himself into a, a, a very useful shooter. Anyway, no, you're right uh, about that. And who's uh, the best player Bob, who's the best player you've ever seen that has gone from a poor shooter to a really – is it Jason Kidd? Like, a, a you know, not a good he shooter. Really a great, well, he made a lot of threes. It's true, he did. Uh, he was a good shooter. Okay, at the end of the you know, really up this game a lot. And they're going to laugh. What? From the, from the ABA to the NBA? Dr. J. Really? Dr. J made himself into a pretty damn good shooter, much more than he – he had to be in the NBA. The ABA – and he was going to basket anytime he wanted to always, you know, yeah, I yeah. guess I'm, I'm not downplaying. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, but right. I think Dr. JB, by the way, just for the record, that's his last shot ever basket ever was a three. Was it? it was in Milwaukee in 1987. Really? I was there and it was, it, it, it was a three, which I, I don't know just for what it's worth. but I'm trying to think of anybody else that. Uh, I have a low level. And I have I'm a sure low level name for you. I have a low-level name for you of a guy that couldn't shoot at all, couldn't shoot a lick when I first saw him. Do you remember Darrell Wright? Only the name. All right, Darrell Wright. Literally, when I saw him on the AU circuit, he was like a freak athlete, could not shoot at all. He came in, He and this is what they say about NBA, NBA execs say, like the one area you can really improve mm. is your shooting. He led the league in three-point percentage one oh. year as a complete, I'm telling you, in high school could oh. not shoot a lick. All right, two things. I got the two things on this. One is I did through a guy who uh, was a pretty bad shooter that became at least mediocre yeah. to acceptable. Don Chaney, and and really? that was Tommy Heinsohn's 
individual. Before John Calipari, there was John, Tom Heinsohn with individual instruction. You wouldn't, and he took to take Don Chaney aside and, and work on his shot. He drifted. He did. He didn't go up straight. He he had this. He worked on him to where you know he he, he was acceptable. Yeah. Um, the most amazing modern phenomenon yeah. of, of making yourself into a shooter is Brook Lopez. Yeah. So all of those numbers yeah. of the, yeah. he never took a three, one or two or three, six a year to where he became what he does last year with the Nets took the most threes on the team. And now, you know, he's a reliable three point yeah. shooter of the modern ilk of, of modern big men. That's the most, just on sheer numbers, his story is the most amazing. Because Brooke at Stanford could shoot it from 18 feet. It wasn't like Brooke didn't have skill. And then he goes into the league and he's like a post-up, you know, guy that's really 12 and in. McGuire aircraft carrier. That wasn't what it was asked of him. Yeah, exactly. But he, you know, he made himself into an excellent three-point shooter. This episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Because they are focused on managing and growing their business, they can't always spend the time that they wish on recruiting. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made things easier than ever for you to find and hire the best candidates for free. Get started by posting your job for free on LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. Fill out targeted screen questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with experience, skills, and motivation that you need. Then use simple tools to filter and prioritize the top candidates that you wish to interview. And it is that easy. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. And your first job post is absolutely free. LinkedIn.com slash scribe. Again, that is LinkedIn.com slash scribe to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Milwaukee have any shot of coming back or are you sticking a fork in them? Forks in. Sticking a fork in them. Yeah. Might win, win, I mean, they win, may win, win a game. They might, may win, split. Might, might right. win a, you know, one for the Gipper yep. game in the in, in Milwaukee, but yep. that's it. I can't imagine that. They, they, they look so sh- – I, I don't know what's going to resurrect them. I don't know. Yeah. All right. The up, the other series in the East uh-huh. is actually at 1-1, and, like, today it looks competitive, right? I mean, Philly got kind of manhandled and shocked in game one, and I think it was, like, the ultimate wake-up call. For Philly, I think they felt like, hey, we're going to breeze through this one. It's Atlanta. I know they have Trey Young. Now, Doc made some adjustments in, in game two. You can't let – you got to let that – make that supporting cast beat. You can't let Trey Young just kind of do whatever he wants and control the tempo and yeah. control the game like they did in game one. Well, he's got – you know, he's got the, the physical guys to, the, to put on him. You know, first of all, you get, here's Simmons, he's 6'9". Yeah, you know, and 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 you can put him on him, and 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 the other guy, Tybell, you know, is a yeah, Tybell. Tybell's awesome. He's a he's defensive awesome. player, yep. so this is going to be interesting to see how Trey Young adjusts to this. But what Embiid is doing, I, is he really got a torn meniscus? Is it to- <laughs> no? I mean, I'm not. It, 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 this is like talk about valor. I mean, if he, how do you but play Bob, this? Bob, a torn meniscus for Joel Embiid is nothing with everything he's been through. Think about it. Oh, yeah, it's probably partially torn. You know, obviously it's not it's not fully torn. Um, but Joel's been through so much. I mean, you know, this is a guy when he's out there on the court. Do you love Joel as much as I love Joel? Because I love the emotion from him. 
I I was put off by it, and and, yeah. and now I'm to the point where I, I say, okay, that's him. You know, we all have. Um, okay, yeah, uh, he makes me laugh a little bit in that regard. You know, and plus I amuse. I'm amused. Hey, you know, I don't speak. I, I mean, he's from a different culture, and and he certainly sounds like every tough talking American kid. <laughs> um, he's unguardable. Frankly, at playing well, he is unguardable. At least, he's Capella, Elijah on, isn't he? Akeem, isn't he? Isn't like, he the closest thing to Akeem we've seen? That's a good, very good, uh, and, and not just because he comes from the continent, right. but yes, he is. Uh, I would, uh, and and of course, with more far more range, you know, when he has to. Right. But you know, he could spend a whole night in a low post, like like as if it's nineteen fifty five, and 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 uh, and be comfortable, or he can step out and face up, and 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 you know, and and be comfortable. Yeah, nice, but that. And it's not like Capella. Capella's good. I know I'm a big fan of, of yes. Capella. And 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 uh, you know you wouldn't even know he's on the floor at times. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to guard this guy. If he's going to play like that, they're going to be awful, awful tough to to, to beat. Yeah, there's just nobody else. Right. Listen, if Capella can't handle, I don't think there's anybody in the league that can handle Joel. The, the league has changed so much for bigs oh. that again, if Joel, if you want to stand out there and shoot threes, yeah, guys can handle you. But if you go in the post. There's not one guy in the NBA that can handle Joel. Not one. No, I know. Another guy that can get down in the post if he if – I'm just saying – I'm not saying he could guard Embiid, but he'll do it himself. Carl Anthony Towns, damn it, can, can score in a low post, and, and I, I wish they would have utilized that more. But but obviously, I'm not – I'll take Joel Embiid over Carl Anthony Towns. There's no issue with that. Um, so I still think Atlanta has to be feeling okay with itself because no one ever wants to admit yeah. that when you're this road team that you're happy with a split – but you are happy with the split. hundred percent. You are always happy. I've learned, I've seen enough playoffs to know that. So they got to be feeling okay. And they got to be feeling, okay, young will figure it. They'll figure something out. They'll try some way to, uh, you know, so. I mean, the crazy thing with Atlanta, Bob, is what people kind of fail to realize is their bench is really good right now. And they're without DeAndre Hunter for the rest of the year. And yeah, now that's, reddish. that's a shame. I'm, I'm sorry. I like, I hate, as they say, loose ends. There's another major loose end now. They don't have them. He helps him at both ends of the floor. Um, yeah, that that's a big one. I, I'm, that's why I, I'm, I'm not. I can't imagine I'm winning the series now. But, no, probably not. Probably not. But I'll tell you what. Regardless, if they don't win the series, it, it's like, you know, to me again, Atlanta being further ahead than anybody thought they were. And next year, you go in with a ton of momentum. I, I think Travis Schlenk has done an unbelievable job putting this group together. You know, we'll see what they do. They'll probably let John Collins walk. They can't afford him. No, Somebody no. will overpay for John Collins. But it's not like, listen, John Collins has been a, a role guy on this Hawks team. He was like the number one guy for a crappy Hawks team a few years ago. Then he turned into like the sidekick for Trey. Now he's just another player. They can they can sustain the loss of, of, of John Collins next year and probably be better as these young guys like uh, Herder, Reddish Hunter take steps forward. Um, what they've done is make themselves a viable entity in the Atlanta sports community. Yeah, uh, they fought hard for you know recognition over the years. It's it's never you know, and 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 they were down, and now that this just go back three months. Who would have dreamed we'd be having this conversation in January? You know, and then the coaching change is made, and. And and they go they go off and it, I think the record with this latest loss is thirty three and thirteen and and um, um what hey so, Bob why aren't they just giving Nate McMillan the the, the job full time why have they waited this <laughs> long isn't it kind of an an embarrassment to ownership 
that they haven't just said, you know, before the you could do it at any point. Why wouldn't you have done it before this Philly series and just said, hey, you know what? He's our coach. We're giving him a, a four year deal. Maybe Nate didn't want to do it right now. I, I don't know. That's an existential question I'm not prepared to answer because it's on the outside from the outside perspective. It looks like a total no brainer. Right. So I don't have the answer. I mean, they're going to do it at the end of the year. And I guess maybe again, if you're, if you're Nate McMillan, you don't want any distractions now, nothing. You just say, you know, what's the difference? Well, you have a handshake agreement already in place. You're going to give me a four-year deal, three-year deal, whatever it's going to be. Let's wait till the end of the year. The other thing is, if I'm Nate, I'm thinking I can't, I can't speak for him, but I'm thinking he might could be thinking that he's proved to the world what he can do again. If he, if anybody needed reminding, he, his future employment somewhere is no is not in doubt. Right. Okay. He's he's going to be what is it, 54 maybe. Uh, he's going to have another good de- decade of NBA coaching employment uh, for sure, no question. Now the question is, can Nate McMillan, one of the better defensive guards that you and I saw of his time, can he get Trey to defend a little bit? Because Trey Trey is so good offensively, so good. And now I think the key for Trey is do what Steph Curry did and take your game defensively to where it's at a low level to be above average. Well, that's – let's remember, how old is he – 17 <laughs> i mean he's no you know we have to remember he's, he's young he's got a you know we're, we're used to him already but he's got a long oh sure plenty of room for growth is what i'm getting at yeah no doubt and, and, and we and got the to zone, give him the, the doubt that he'll recognize this the, the biggest thing with trey that i always questioned was could trey be the best player on a team that that advanced in the playoffs i always knew like he's gonna put up numbers he could score he's an exceptional passer great court vision all of that, I just didn't know if he'd be kind of an empty numbers guy. And he, certainly, I, I know the Knicks are the Knicks. You know, it's not like uh, winning a series against the Knicks is something that completely validates you. But here, you, you get like two games against Philly, and you beat the Knicks. Yeah. And you're in the oh, second no, round. Yeah. That yeah. validates Trey Young. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So, it's, 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 it's a nice story to watch. We'll watch it. All right, let's go to the West. Yeah. And um, your boy, first we'll talk about your boy Jokic and, and his MVP, and then we'll get on to them being down to nothing and uh, <laughs> not looking pretty for him. Were you, did you feel like a it was the right move for A yeah. little surprised at the overwhelming nature of it, only yeah. because you can't get inside the head of, of 100 people. But um, clearly the, 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 the universal thought process was that he was the player of the year and had played and, and in contrast to other candidates that played the whole season. Right. And I know if I were a voter, it could have been one of the tiebreakers for me. The other tiebreaker or, or, or the, or the tiding factor would have been like many people. I said, Oh my God, Jamal Murray. Oh, they're screwed now. You know, how far can much can they accomplish? And right. and they went off and, and immediately went off. And I think nine out of 10 and, you know, not the only reason, but that primary reason was, was Joker came to him to play every night and, and did what he does. The numbers are fantastic. It's highly reminiscent. In, in what he's accomplishing and how he's doing it of the late the late middle age of, of Wilt Chamberlain, where starting in uh, when he decided he wanted to lead the league and, and assist yeah. and, and, and then toned his game down and put up routine triple doubles. This is exactly the same kind of a statistical game, 26, 15, you know, eight, nine, 10, uh, that, that Wilt was having in those days. Um, I'm saying this about Jokic. Um, it occurred to me suddenly like a flash the other day uh, in terms of European, a middle European big men. 
back when he came to the NBA and in his good years with Portland, Arvidas Sabonis was a certain player. And people that had seen him when he was young, when he was before a the boxcar vats of vodka that he has that he ingested in his life, and and b the the injuries, you know, that the young Sabonis it was, and here's the way they all described him: Bill Walton with a three pointer. Well, guess what is Nikola Jokic? Yeah. Bill Walton with the three-pointer. He's here, folks. We have Bill Walton with a three-pointer. The, the, the closest thing to Walton is a passer that we have seen from the center position. And, oh, by the way, he can face up and hit a three. Um, he was the player. See, I have a problem with valuable. I don't care what sport. That gets into semantics. Sure. Valuable. People say, well, if you took him out of the way from that team, where would they be? Well, you can say that about a lot, a, a lot of teams. And the point is, some teams survive better because of the bat supporting cast. You're not, you're not the GM. You know, you're you're the player. If they got a team that can make up for a, a lot, a, your loss better. Than, you know, what I'm saying that's some stupid argument. It's yeah, because every year, right, right. And, and again, other guys are. are I don't want to say um, held back. But but they kind of are like a couple of years ago when you had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward Hayward got hurt that allowed Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to flourish they had no choice when those two got hurt if they hadn't gotten hurt who knows how much longer it would have taken for Tatum uh, yeah. or Jalen Brown That's a flip side yeah no so anyway uh, I I I'm, I approve it um, uh, you know Embiid if he played all the games or played seventy five percent or eighty percent maybe and. I knew there would be a little sentiment for Steph, you know, and there should have been some sentiment. He finished properly right at third, right? And uh, yeah, but he didn't make the real playoffs, so you know, like yeah, what a year he had, you know, and how they played, and and, and it was so. But I'm okay with, with Jokic. I was uh, interested. Uh, Doc Rivers pointed out something very interesting uh, about the motivation thing with Embiid. That back when Doc was a member of the Spurs in 1994, or is he four or five? Doesn't matter which one, and. David Robinson was the MVP and they had to go up against Elijah Wan in the first round. And Elijah Wan was pissed because really? <laughs> he didn't get it. And, and so he said, Oh my God. You know, so he, he understands what could be motivating Embiid right now. Well, it, but set the flip side, Embiid's his guy. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. it, it, it works with Embiid. Yeah. You know, I just don't think Joker's got enough. Uh, and I, I didn't think I'd say this against Phoenix, but, you know, he does, he needs Jamal Murray and, and yeah, what yeah, Phoenix yeah. has, Phoenix has it right. They've got a point guard who <laughs> in Chris Paul, who is obviously a pros pro you've got an unbelievable wing scoring wing in Devin Booker, who's become arguably one of the top 10 players in the league right now. And you've got a big who is super talented and at least can, he's not going to hold his own against Joker, but Deandre Ayton is very different and can be extremely effective. He's not a great shot blocker for his size or length or athleticism, uh, but what he is is extremely athletic, runs the court well. You can throw it to him in the post. Um, he gives you something at that center spot that's a lot different than, than everybody else has. So, you know, Phoenix, I'll tell you what, Bob, like, I don't know, a Brooklyn Phoenix NBA Finals, if it comes down to that, and I don't know if you're betting against Phoenix, but I'm not right now. I mean, I, I think they might be the front runners. If you said to me, like, hey, Phoenix is going to play Utah in, in the Western Conference Finals, it's going to be a hell of a series if it happens, but I might take Phoenix. If it happens, I'll be rooting for them, but yeah. I, I will be uh, betting 
on on the Nets. I just they, you know, I'm scared of them. And and you know, Joe Harris is what a perfect compliment. Perfect the guy shoots fifty percent on threes, and he just runs to the spot. Oh yeah, here we go, and he gets the ball, and he makes Bruce Brown. How about Boston's own Bruce? Oh, Brown? you must love that because <laughs> yeah, he's just he he. Listen, Bruce Brown. The best part of Bruce Brown. He does not say a word, Bob. The the dude just goes out and balls. And he was always that way. You know, went to school at Miami, which was against. He was a top 50 player. Could have went almost anywhere mm-hmm. and goes down in Miami. Um, maybe he just went down for something. He self. went to Brewster, right? Academy? He Did he go to Brewster? Vermont Academy. Vermont, Vermont Academy. Academy. I thought, okay. Yeah, so like. And, and was a guy that never cared about any attention, any of that. And you could see it with the way he plays. He doesn't care about scoring. He no. just wants to guard. And they need guys like that, right? They, they just come in and want to guard. Remember, and and they, they are, they, listen. They sneaked, in for a nice, sneaked in for a nice tip in the other day yeah. when you weren't paying attention to him. He, you know, he's a glue guy kind of guy. By the way, they're having, if they get more contributions from a guy who started the season in Russia, that's going to be a story. Mike James. Oh, unbelievable, huh? How about that? He had like a 10-point game the other day. Yes, he was <laughs> oh, I mean, that is some of the guys. Hey, Sean Marks. And and by the way, uh, how's he looking right now with that acquisition of Blake Griffin? Unbelievable. No, that, that he must be remarkable. happy. He must be completely comfortable in his new in his role, his elder statesman role, right? Uh his, uh, he's not being asked to carry the burden. Uh, I, I, he seems to be okay with that. He's, 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 he's fitting in and, and, and he's been a damn big help for that team. I mean, but they're going with a lineup that looks like the starting lineup in the division two finals. You know, I mean, he's the tallest guy, six, yeah. eight. Oh no, of course you got, you got KD. KD. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. KD, yeah. but he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there, I, I, I'm, my money's on them right now. Okay. I'm, yeah, me I, too. I hate to say, but my especially with Blake, like you said, we didn't even talked about Blake. And every time I watch Blake now, I can't help but think of Derrick Rose and the transformations. Oh, oh, made. Yeah, it's a good, you know, yeah, athletically, right? They were both freak, freak athletes. Probably they might have been one A and one B at, at some point in the NBA athletically, and now they've both completely reinvented themselves. Hey, I'm 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 now driving a Kia. Think Kia. Think it, don't think I don't think about Blake Griffin. <laughs> Every time, right? Every time. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like people that watch him now, you know, young kids that are 12, 13 years old. If you told them, you know, five years ago, here's the tape of this guy. Yeah, and what right, he could right. do. But I, yeah. I've always loved Blake. I remember I think I saw Blake before just about anybody. He went up in an AU tournament against Hashim to beat. Oh yeah. And I remind Blake to this day, Hashim Tabit headbutted him. It was in a back gym in Houston, Texas, a Kingwood Classic. And they went up and they were both like big time players at the time. And man, did they go at it. Like Hashim Tabit was at that point, he was a monster. He was a complete monster and eventually went number two, flamed out. But um, I remind Blake all the time. I'm like, yeah, Hashim Tabit kicked your ass. And he just laughs. Oh, I mean, he, he didn't kick his ass, but he gave him a headbutt. That's funny. Um, all right. We got Utah Clippers. Oh, yeah. Utah Clippers. Probably um, the most – I don't know. I feel like this is the one that has a chance to go seven out of all of them. No? The, the Clippers be mean an enigma. You know, when they play they well. Are. And, and you can't – then they start throwing stink bombs like – nobody can throw in stink bombs like they, they can. And, and Paul George specifically 
he was out it again the other day, four for whatever the hell, 18, yeah. you know. You can't have they can't win if that's happening. They can't. Donovan yeah. Mitchell has been spectacular. No. How about that 32 points after halftime after he was sick? I mean, uh, no, he's he's that's a Brewster that Academy year. guy. He was Brewster Academy, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that's it. I knew some one of those good guys. Okay, okay. People have to say, I, I still freak out about that because it, it sits up there on the lake in Wolfboro, New Hampshire. Beautiful. Far from the matting crowd, let me tell you. <laughs> and yet every college coach east of the Rockies knows how to get there. Right? You have to. Right? Yeah, Jason so, Smith's done a great job there. They have to. Brewster anyway, um, the Clippers, their fans must go, they go through more, you know, anxiety more yeah more fluctuations of emotions than any set of fans on any team in north america in my opinion <laughs> very true all right so let's let's turn our attention a little bit i, I want to know your thoughts on all these guys lately a anthony davis james harden that forced their way out they signed these deals and then they basically are saying through their agent or through themselves I'm done. I'm done. I'm not happy here. AD did it in New Orleans. Uh, Harden did it in Houston and, and forcing these teams to, to trade them. Um, I think we're going to see this. The reason why I'm asking, I think we're going to see this with somebody. Inevitably, there's going to be a star every offseason who does this. I don't know if it's going to be Dame Lillard, who's got a few more left years left on his deal, like a hefty, hefty deal that <laughs> I think exceeds $50 million at some point. Could we see it with Bradley Beal? In Washington, I don't know. But first of all, Bob, like, what do you think as somebody who's been around this league as long as you have to watch guys do this and, and basically say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I signed a contract, but like, I don't care. I'm out. You can't fault anyone for wanting to win. I, you have to start with that. And we, if I give them all, the, if I were to give them all the benefit of the doubt that that is the root thing, uh, ultimately, I want to win. I have a better chance of winning if I can play with players A, B, and C, as opposed to X, Y, and Z that I'm playing with now kind of thing. I can't fault that. I mean, the, the mentality. Um, the, and the other thing is this. Times change. We will never, never, never know uh, if the option of this type of leverage, you know, the exercise were available because of a thing called free agency or because of agents and because of all kinds of factors that didn't exist in the 50s, 60s, and even the 70s. And how many guys would have wished to... Uh, uh, to do because it wasn't even it wasn't on the radar screen it wasn't even discussed it wasn't remotely possible so nobody did it uh, and I no that's a now over here I honestly can remember conversations with Larry in in the day about uh, wanting to do it with the franchise that you started with you know wanted to do it. The loyalty factor, the, the, the just the familiarity factor, uh, you know. That's not he, there anymore. He admired, he admired Magic, but he didn't want to, uh, he wanted to beat him. He wanted to, and then go have a beer after. That's that's what he wanted. And Magic, the same thing. They admired each other. But the idea of, of joining forces during the, was not, it didn't occur to them. They wanted to beat him. And that was the motivation, to beat the other guys, you know. And then, so uh, I... It was impossible. And, but this, now, neither of them were, AA, the AAU wasn't a factor. You were, you were a regional player. Right. You were, re Larry, you know, in Larry's case, one sliver of a state, you know, Southwest Louisiana and Orange County. 
they were, they weren't a, and Michael wasn't an AAU pup either, by the way. There was no, you know, he was a, he was a North Carolina phenomenon. I never heard of him until he showed up in Carolina. Yeah. Unlike a LeBron who we knew he was 13 years old. Hi. Right. So you, now this is your world. Now you, you understand the culture. You understand it, that, that if you're a good AAU player, sooner or later, you're going to be playing your spend the summer in Las Vegas or at least part of it. And you know, everybody, you know, them you know all. you're out, you're on the circuit. Now there are different circuits. But for the but most part, a lot even, of them uh, know each other, and, and yeah. it's so the culture, to use an overword, use word is, is different. So you ask me what I think of it. I'm resigned to it. Yeah. I can't. I, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, LeBron said, you know, LeBron showed you how to do it and who to do it with, you know, and and it won. It worked. Now, if it hadn't worked, if it blew up in their face, the only time it blew up in their face that's was different. Was, Bob, LeBron is different because his contract was up. That's yeah. the difference. Okay, okay, yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> oh, you're listen, right. to me, to two things. totally separate topics. One, yeah. when your contract runs right. up, you want to join with everybody? You want to get five guys together? Now they can't afford it? Go ahead, okay. do whatever the hell you want. My big issue is you yeah. sign a big contract a year ago for $50 million, yeah. and then a year later you say, the hell with this, I want out. You're right, okay, that, no, I, I don't see how anybody can approve of that. And, you know, you can't, I could, what Harden, you know, Harden did, you know, but. Well, he didn't even play. Like, like it was BS what James Harden did because he went out there almost like tanking. Yeah. 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 And AD AD did it because Rich Paul told him to. Let's face it. Rich Paul was maneuvering that whole deal so that he could end up playing with Rich Paul's boy, LeBron in, in LA. Like that was all done calculated it worked good for them nobody really cares when you win a title nobody's talking about it so you know it's one of those things where you get crushed for like everything a news cycle you get crushed for a day or two and then people move on from James Harden pulling his shit in Houston all right so now we got a couple let's talk two specifics uh exhibit a in the offseason or topic a in the offseason is likely to be that that one half of the best scoring backcourt in basketball in Portland, Oregon. Lillard. Lillard's name is being arbitrarily thrown around by a lot of people now because he could be the next one to want to do it. And he, and he's, he's, he's fueled the fire, right? Twitter wise. Sure. Sure. Very seriously. Yeah. So. He's the the one. And and everybody's fueling the fire for him. I mean, like, like Kendrick Perkins coming out and tweeting, you should go to Boston or LA. Like these, you don't think Dame Lillard sees that, hears that? Of course he does. So the more you hear it, the more you're going to go one of two ways. Either you're going to say, the hell with it. I'm staying in Portland. I'm going to turn Portland into a champion, and it's going to mean more to me and the city of Portland. Or you're saying, hey, you know what? I can't do this. Um, I can't do this with this group like KD did when he was with Russ in Oklahoma City. Right? It was, I know I can't do it here. So I'm going – and I'm going to go to whether it's Golden State. A lot of people think like the Knicks could be in play for Dame Lillard. See, I don't see it being any better for the Knicks. Like if he goes to the Knicks, they're not winning a title. You you better go with somebody else. I can't wait to see what the Knicks, they, you know, now that they've achieved respectability, right. that's what they've done. They've achieved respectability, uh, whether it will induce that major piece of a puzzle to – to uh, join forces with them, we'll see. Um, the other guy to, to talk about is just a, 
this is this isn't even remotely fair to him at all but it's inevitable we can't help it if things if the walkie goes down in flames 100%. and and has a, a yet another year of uh, another round of great regular season and, and disappointment playoff will will any thoughts start creeping into you know who's mind uh and he's got a contract a, a whopper signed it yeah They're signed it yeah and i mean that's what i mean when, when people sign these big deals bob and and everybody rejoices right Giannis did it a year ago and everybody says oh all right milwaukee fans we did it we did it we got him here for the next whatever five years no you don't necessarily you don't like you got him it's a year by year deal now with all these superstars it is year by year i don't care what they sign for some guys are different like Giannis might be a guy that is loyal to milwaukee and might stay forever but i think new orleans felt that way with anthony davis remember they had gone to the playoffs the year prior to when he basically said i'm not playing anymore i'm i'm hurt or whatever yeah but like i don't know i feel like lillard Giannis, keep an eye on, probably not this year, but maybe Beal. And the other one is Carl Anthony Towns. Ooh. Like, right? Yeah. Couldn't Carl Anthony Towns, who, who's a CAA guy, who's from New Jersey, he's got a contract through three more years <laughs> at 31, 33, and 36 million. Could he force his way out and, and go to New York or somewhere like that? Good point. Yeah. And, and, and New York certainly, they're going to be, Making a Google eyes at somebody because they need to take the next step and, and they can't do it with the current crop uh, as it exists now. They got to take it out. No, it's a but it's 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 a disturbing trend at the very least. And and uh, um, you know, ultimately, you're at the whim of of yeah, you know, strong-willed young young men, you know, with talent. No doubt, no doubt. All right, before we go, uh, every week we we get your pick. Uh, which changes, uh, who, who, who's, who's going to make the NBA finals now and who's going to win the NBA finals. This yeah, week, I, I like, what is uh, Bob Ryan's pick? All right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, first of all, I'm looking forward to Phoenix and, and, and Utah, but I think Phoenix wins and uh, uh, Chris Paul's uh, destiny to finally play for the big prize. He's never done it. That's one thing he's got something in the eyes of many people. He's got a lot to prove still because he's never, he's never even gotten to the finals. And, and I think this year he will do it. Uh, but, I'm afraid they'll be hoisting a flag in in, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I just think how unbearable will Kyrie be if they, both of them? To be honest, KD might be just as unbearable. Like it, it's funny. I have love you, you know you know me with KD and the fact that I've known Kevin since he was 15 years old, and I've always defended Kevin Durant from all the way through. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like the more the more time he spends with Kyrie the more he, he, he's going to be tougher for me to defend. Um, you know, yeah. snapping at, at Jared Greenberg the other night a little bit for, you know, maybe a poorly posed wording of a question a little bit of Jared asking him, did you ever think you'd get back to where you are now? Oh, yeah. After the injury? yeah, I mean, he didn't have to overreact to that. Right. I, I thought, right. no, that was terrible. Right. I mean, it's a compliment the question is we're dripping with compliment my god you're back as far as you can after a severe achilles and we both i mean look i go back far enough to when it was a career ender luke jackson was was a really good player uh and and his career boom ended guys I remember when Tom Borwickle stepped on tiny Archibald's heel and we we couldn't believe he came back now now it's different it's fixable you know, and but but, but, but still, at his age, 
you know, he's not, he's not 27. No, he's 31. He's 31 to come back and be to me still the best offensive player on the planet bar none. Like there's no, to me, there's no argument. There's no argument. Kevin Durant is as good as he was prior to the injury. He's giving you a compliment and you know, like just take it, take the high road, and yeah, that, that's you know, yes, uh, I, I, unless I there was believe, some, you know, yeah, unless there was some kind of personal deal going on. Between I don't think him. there was. I just think Kevin's become very defensive. Oh, well, he's been defensive ever since he got that. You know, he he was Golden shocked State. at the reaction to going to Golden State. That's one hundred percent. He's never gotten over it. I don't. Think. I, I feel like, you know, with Kevin, it was smooth sailing in Oklahoma city the whole way until the end and everybody loving Kevin Durant and not a bad word ever said about him ever. You know, remember the, the, the speech he gave winning the MVP. Oh, he won everybody's heart. Yeah. Oh, he won everybody over. Right. So then he goes to golden state and he's not used to it. He got crushed by half the country and he's not used to it. And he didn't know how to handle it, or maybe he did know how to handle it in his opinion. <laughs> you see, I don't mind. He comes back on Twitter and has fun with people. I don't mind that. I actually think that part of it shows he's human, right? Like he's interacting with fans, not always the best way. I don't either. I, I think a lot of people don't, but at least he's showing he's human. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it, it's a little much and he gets a little too defensive. But again, listen, um, I'm going to, I'm going to still, uh, say that, that, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the court, man, they are fun to watch. They are two talented, talented people. And maybe they belong together, Bob. Maybe they're, they're both quirky enough that they belong together and they get each other. I don't know, but so far, Bob, it is working. Hard to refute that premise watching them play. So, right. So, all right, there you have it. Uh, another edition, another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast in the books. Make sure you come back every single week. Watch us, obviously, live, um, streaming. Also, wherever you listen to your uh, audio pods.